Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, the 7th of December, and it's Civil Aviation Day. And a big happy birthday to Noam Chomsky, Tom Waits, John Terry, and Nicola Appleton. Even as the vaccine arrives in the country and we head for what Matt Hancock is calling V-Day, there were 17,272 new cases of coronavirus yesterday and 231 deaths. Deputy Chief Executive of NHS provider Saffron Cordery says the vaccine is here and being distributed. We know that the first batch of 800,000 is making its way to the country now. We know that um, many of the 50 hospital hubs up and down the country have already received their allocation and more is expected today. And she told Sophie Ridge on Sky News that she's confident that the process to approve the vaccine has been properly carried out. I think it's really important that people understand that the authorisation and approval process has been incredibly robust. Yes, it has been shorter, but that's because everything has been thrown at this all in one go, rather than the much more bureaucratic, frankly, process that we've seen with other vaccine approvals. While vaccine shipments arrive, the deadline for Brexit is ticking ever closer. European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen did not sound optimistic after her call with Boris Johnson on Friday. This is a translator speaking, by the way. Ursula is not from Leytonstone, as far as we know. Tonight I had a telephone conversation with Prime Minister Boris Johnson. We spoke about the ongoing negotiations between the European Union and the United Kingdom. We acknowledged the fact that some progress had been made in many areas. Nevertheless, there remain significant differences surrounding level playing field, governance and fishing. However, Environment Secretary George Eustace was still somewhat optimistic. Yes, there is still a deal to be done, but there's um, no denying that you know the end of last week was quite a setback. Uh, the European Union came forward with you know lots of new additional requests again. So we started last week quite hopeful that there might be uh, a breakthrough, uh, and there's no denying that things have gone backwards uh, later last week. It was another weekend of not winning for Donald Trump with no progress in his legal battles and he announced that his lead lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, has COVID-19. Donald was in Georgia to help campaign for the two Republican Senate candidates, but mainly to complain and misstate election facts. If I lost, I'd be a very gracious loser. If I lost, I would say I lost and I'd go to Florida and I'd take it easy and I'd go around and I'd say I did a good job. But you can't ever accept when they steal and rig and rob. Meanwhile, President-elect Joe Biden says he'll be happy to take the COVID-19 vaccine as soon as it's approved. When Dr. Fauci says we have a vaccine that is safe, that's the moment in which I will stand before the public and see that, look, people have lost faith in the ability of the vaccine to work. Already the numbers are really staggeringly low. And it matters what a president and vice president do. Four. 
Morris popped up live from Downing Street on Friday evening when we were all watching I'm a Celeb with some news on the government's plan to tackle climate change. And he set an ambitious target, so ambitious that it sounds like he can't quite believe it himself. The fight against climate change is a truly global challenge and it's one we're only going to win if every country on every continent does its bit to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. So I'm very happy to say that we in the UK are going to lead by example, going further and faster than ever before with a new target to cut emissions by at least 68%. By 2030. Still to come on the Smart 7, Robbie Williams gets confused by humans. Peter Ailis, the voice of golf, has died aged 89. He was an accomplished golfer in his own right, playing eight times in the Ryder Cup, including the 1957 winning team. He had a way with words and a reputation for being an entertaining and brilliant broadcaster. This is one of his most famous on-course gags, where he pays tribute to Countdown's Carol Vorderman. Carol Vorderman had his cool card after that last few holes. Carol Vorderman. I like her. I was watching her the other day and I got aroused. Not bad, seven letters for someone who left school in the 15. the way he tells them. For all the rest of the sport, including an amazing Formula One race and the weekend's Premier League action, check out our sports podcast, The Sports 7, wherever you get your podcasts. Saturday Night Live was back this week with Jason Bateman hosting and they took time to recreate Rudy Giuliani's courtroom adventures with implausible witnesses. Mr Giuliani, do you have any witnesses that have testimony based in reality? Yes, I do. The defense calls Nicole Kidman's character from The Undoing. (laughs) Your Honor, my husband Hugh Grant is innocent. There's no way he could have been that murderer. He's too hot and white. And I'm sorry, where is your accent supposed to be from? (laughs) It's from the Upper East Side of Australia. Relax everyone, Robbie Williams is back with a Christmas song and he appeared on The One Show on Friday with Jamie Cullum. But he seemed a bit startled by everything. I'm really good. I, 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 this is the, like the first time back at work and like the wandering into the set and seeing the cameraman and like all of a sudden you're sort of like, oh yeah, I'm a human and I, I have to do human things around human people. He and Jamie then debuted their jazz version of Merry Christmas every... What? Oh, God. Does he ride a red-nosed reindeer? Does he turn up on his sleigh? Do the fairies keep him sober for the day? So he readies his Merry Christmas Everybody's having fun This has been the Smart Set. If you're listening on Spotify, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We're back tomorrow at 7. Please like and subscribe everywhere or enable our skill on Alexa.